Hello, and welcome to the Mama Made Podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Barron, and today I'm joined by Liv Purvis. She's not only just a wonderful London-based blogger, but she's mama to Arlo, who's now one, and she's the founder of the Insecure Girls Club, which is a platform for women to embrace their vulnerabilities and empower themselves through wearing their insecurities on their sleeves, and I love that. And that was really kind of like the theme of this upcoming episode, was working through these kind of psychological things that can crop up when you're introducing solids. A lot of the comparison, a lot of the wondering if I'm doing it right, the worry, the anxiety, and Liv gave such great tips for how to manage it. And on the whole, she's just so reassuring. I felt very calmed after this episode. So let's jump right in. A huge thank you again, Liv, for for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Mama Made podcast for a bit of a chat about your own experience weaning your baby boy, Arlo. Um, for anyone who doesn't follow Liv at Liv Purvis, she's a just an amazing blogger. She takes gorgeous photos and a founder of the Insecure Girls Club, which is a space for women to embrace their vulnerabilities and yeah, just empower themselves through wearing their own insecurities, which I just love and is something I, I know I'm personally working on sort of every day. So a huge inspiration to lots of people out there. And I've loved watching you kind of grow into motherhood, watching Arlo grow up. And yeah, it's just a huge privilege to have you on with us today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That's so kind. I was just like, oh my God, this is so lovely. Lucky you haven't got the camera on, otherwise I'd be all, all embarrassed. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's an honour to be on here. I was saying just before we started recording that um, I just, I feel exactly the same about you, like without this being like a back and forth of like, no, you're the best. Um, but I just think like what you're doing with Mama Maid is the coolest like even I think as soon as we started weaning and discovering Mama Maid and how much easier it's made our lives like I think it's one thing being a parent and it's another thing like working and juggling being a parent and then it's another thing almost like creating a business that makes other parents lives easier while being a parent it's just the coolest thing and I think you've done a really amazing thing um taken a lot of guilt out of what can be quite a stressful next stage um in parenting basically but um yeah I think you're absolutely amazing as well so thank you for having me on here (laughs) no it's really such a privilege and and I think that that's really it when it comes to parenting it's so easy to kind of look at how other people are doing it or, or feel in yourself like you know there's kind of a right way or a wrong way so I really wanted to speak to you particularly about your experience with Arlo because I think especially when it comes to weaning and introducing solids a lot of us particularly women who have that sort of perhaps have been socialized to people please and and feeling ourselves there is a right way to do things and, and maybe that's something we're all trying to get over mealtime can bring a lot of those hang-ups up, I think especially yeah. for me I will say and so I know the work that you do kind of on on helping people address these feelings I really was curious to just speak to you about how you felt about weaning and the kind of let's say psychological effect it might have had and what you did to kind of navigate it maybe we could just start by what were your expectations of of motherhood and and before becoming a mother and then how did they shift after having Arlo and then just as a sort of part three <laughs> how <laughs> did they shift kind of around that six month mark when you might have started thinking around around solids I feel like before I I feel like parenthood and motherhood in particular I mean from my experience anyway is just the most mind-bending experience in the world I just it's almost indescribable and I know people kind of there's so many cliches that people tell you about which you kind of go all right okay like it goes so fast and you're like yeah yeah sure and all of those things are 
so true and they're cliches for a reason but I think before I was a parent I don't really know what my expectation was I knew like I kind of I mean people tell you a lot of things don't they before you have a child and they're like oh it's the best thing it's the hardest thing you'll ever do but it's most rewarding and I guess those are perhaps my expectations based on what I'd heard and I kind of almost tried to go into parenthood like really open-minded I think I mean I did like NCT the like an NCT class where you know you kind of have that very top line almost education on what parenthood could look like for you in terms of the birth and how to change a nappy and I mean I I remember just even I was like today actually in fact is the day that I went into labour and gave birth like the next morning um so I'm re- I'm feeling quite reflective anyway and quite nostalgic but I feel like the, those following days in hospital after I gave birth to Arlo I remember just feeling like oh my god I really know nothing <laughs> like even down to like I think a midwife was saying like you know you feed them like every three hours and I was just like oh I, I didn't I didn't know that and I felt really stupid because I guess why would I know that but there were these things that I was a bit like oh yeah of, of, of course yeah yeah and in a way it's this sounds really deep and philosophical to a point but you're kind of like you feel like you're being born again because you kind of think god like my eyes are just suddenly like wide open to this whole new part of life I had no idea about and in a way it's kind of one of those things I just I don't know like it sounds horrible to say but I feel like I have just so much more respect and empathy for parents as well I mean not that I didn't before but I think obviously like a lot of things in life until you're in those shoes or in that position it's very hard to grasp the experience and then I think approaching weaning it was just I think one of the things I feel about parenthood is it gets easier but it doesn't and then everything just changes and I feel like when weaning approached around six months it was almost like we just kind of figured out a real routine with breastfeeding and I cracked that which had taken such a long time and I was like brilliant fantastic and then like kind of what I looked at the calendar or you know thought oh wow Arlo's six months next week and thought oh god it's all gonna change again and I think that's kind of what it's what parenthood is it's kind of reaching points where you gradually get into a bit of a rhythm and then everything changes again and I think that's how it's going to be until he's probably about 30 um (laughs) that's that is just the rhythm of parenthood where you kind of you find your feet and you're like yeah cool I've got this and then it's like well they start school well they're moving into their own cot like it's suddenly like the rugs pulled from your feet again but I think I perhaps built weaning up to be something I guess like again like I guess it's like so many aspects of parenthood I feel like I really built up in my head as a real like not ordeal that's like quite an extreme word to use but I think I was very much like oh my god we need to get a high chair we need to get all the like the bowls and the bibs and like all like the neutral bullet or like a blender and I think I was so overly worried about it because like with anything I think it's almost before you give birth you read lists about the things you'll need and suddenly you're like okay I need four different places for them to sleep I need 500 muslins and you know you kind of overread into everything and then once you get into the groove you're like oh I really didn't need all that stuff I just you know and it is like everything but I think initially I did find it quite stressful and as we're approaching him turning one tomorrow, I feel like we're also approaching another stage of weaning perhaps where I'm like, okay, he should be kind of having more experimental meals and like eating almost a bit more like a grown up, which is again, like more of a societal pressure than anything because I've spoken to my mum and she's like, God, your brother didn't like like his food until he, like he didn't like eating anything until he was about one because he was so fussy. And I think everyone just does things at their own pace, but you can't help but feel 
that pressure to think, okay, now we are hitting the new stage because, you know, Sally down the road is doing it that way. But um, God, yeah, I've really waffled on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm like hanging on to every word because I think <laughs> what you're saying just resonates so much, especially that you really hit the nail on that head with, with saying you were sort of reborn when you became a mother. And, and I think about that a lot because I had this feeling when I first had Liba of like, why didn't anybody tell me this is what it was really like? Like, yes. I felt like I had been like dragged through some gutter and no one told me that that's what it was going to be like. And yeah. I think the fact is that once your brain changes, like you actually can't go back into that. I can no longer remember what it felt like before I had a baby in my head. Yeah. And so I actually can't prepare anybody either because I my brain has now changed so much. I remember having the change, but I can no longer really put myself in the shoes, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, I think it is just something that you you have to experience to fully appreciate. I mean, did you feel like then that there was, because especially when it comes to like the NCT groups, especially mine, which I felt like was a complete waste of time. Um, did you feel like when it came to weaning, like there would be a right way and a wrong way? Were you worried about that at all? I think a little bit. I mean, I kind of ended up following quite a lot of pages on Instagram because I think as a mum in this decade as a millennial mom if you like <laughs> that's kind of where I get a lot of my information from so I was like right I'll follow some pages um and you're almost kind of not suffocated by information but you're just a bit like okay there's all these different ways of weaning and oh it's just a whole new almost education system to kind of like to learn about because you're just thinking oh should I start with baby rice and cereal or should I start with um purees or should I start with um, baby led weaning or what should I do and then I think you're just overwhelmed by all these things and then what's best for our baby kind of thing and I don't know I think with parenting there's almost these different thing stages where you're almost like there's so much more I have to learn now and you're almost you're very much muddling through and learning on the job but I remember just thinking I don't really know where to begin and I think because of that we ended up buying some like baby rice um and just like expressing some milk to start off with because I felt like I was like I think he's ready but then I was like is he ready who knows like I mean it's all very much intuitive isn't it with parenting and and we did that and he seemed to really like it and then I was just like okay we're gonna have to start doing purees I've not done I've not put anything in the freeze I've not got any ice cube trays and it's like just this constant right ordering the next thing panicking and I think it it feels like it's so time sensitive whereas I think with most things it can wait I can wait a couple of days it'll be fine and you'll figure it out and it'll get easier but I think in my head I was like I really want him to have all these like fresh purees with you know produce grown from our back garden or the finest in the world and you know you're already probably perhaps sleep deprived you're probably not eating super well yourself which is very much my reality where we've not had a great sleep pattern we're kind of fumbling around each day both working and then you add on that kind of guilt or pressure to be like oh my god I really I just want the best for him obviously but I feel like I, I can't always do that so you're kind of reaching for pouches which like is like completely okay by the way um and we still do and I you know I, I feel like no one should ever feel any shame or right or wrong about how they feed their baby ever um but you're kind of just like oh in my head it has to look a certain way which absolutely doesn't but obviously social media plays such a part in that because you know you see people you know preparing things and being like oh my baby loved avocado and you're just like 
oh, I've not tried that yet. And we're on week five. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, it's, it's such a minefield. But I think like anything, once you get into the groove, you can start like quieting, quietening those external voices because you're like, oh no, no, this isn't about anyone else. This is about me and my baby and the pace we're going at. And hey, it doesn't matter if, you know, this baby's having, you know, a full blown like, curry with all these amazing flavors or that baby's just having banana puree still it's what's it's what's relative to you that's such a good point of that kind of like learning how to speak kindly to yourself and how to kind of coach yourself through these moments because I do agree I think when it comes to weaning especially because it's compared to milk maybe something that's a lot easier for the parent to control and and yeah it become it can feel quite competitive in this weird way. I mean, I know I, that's basically why I started Mama Made because I was looking at people. I mean, back in 2018 when Leva was weaning, it was like oh. pinwheels were all the rage. I don't know if they still are, but like <laughs> everyone was making these things out of like puff pastry, and I was I'd be on Instagram being like who has time for this? Like I'm literally yeah. barely keeping my head above water. And meanwhile, you know, I'd go to friends' houses and they'd have like the checklists on the on the fridge and you'd see that their baby had had plum. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember the last time I've had a plum, let alone my baby had a plum. So it can definitely start to get to you a bit of like, yeah, am I doing this right? I think it is just about learning how to kind of coach yourself through those moments of saying, you know, I'm going at my own pace. I know what's best for my baby, as you say, kind of reminding yourself that your intuition is good. And also that point about timing. So I'm wondering if maybe for, so we've got the kind of sense of how you felt going into it and your kind of anxieties maybe just in the earliest days, but how did, if you were to paint a picture of how this process has gone, Arlo's nearly one, happy birthday to Arlo. How, how have you felt or how has he done, let's say, over the last uh, six-ish months? He's one tomorrow, which is so surreal, ridiculously so. Um, but you know what? It's been pretty all right. Like I was saying, it was, it's been quite overwhelming just because I think it just feels like there's so much to think about and you have all these anxieties and worries, like what he's going to like. Is he going to be allergic to different things? Um is he what's he gonna be able to eat is he gonna like you have those obviously those horrible thoughts about like choking and gagging and feeling like it's quite out of your control um and I think I've kind of gone through every kind of anxiety I mean I'm a real worrier as it is so I think that just kind of heightened everything but actually touch wood so far it's been all right um we started off on purees um, just because I was so overwhelmed. I was like, right, we're going to really gen- like gently, gently do it. Um, and then gradually started adding in textures and combining things. But I just thought like it's very much okay to do it at your own pace. And you don't have to be like super experimental. I think the first thing we gave him was just pureed carrot. Um, and I can't remember if that was from a pouch, if that was from the steamer and then mashed up. I have no idea. And honestly, I'm not sure it totally matters. I don't know. That, that might be blasphemy in the, the weaning world. But for us, I was like, it's just about getting him used to things that aren't my milk. <laughs> and since then, he's, it's, it, I don't know, we're kind of, as we approach one, he's hitting a stage where it's, it's so nice to see him really take an interest in different things and... Although I feel like we're still, I don't know, I don't think it's been the quickest weaning journey. I feel like still there is that kind of like itch on my shoulder. that's like, oh, you should be doing this quicker. He should be having more flavours. And, you know, there's that comparison where you're looking at other parents and you're like, oh, 
like we're still giving him kind of simple meals but his food and he's kind of enjoying what he's eating and I think for us that's the main thing and that's the pace that I'm really happy with the fact that you know if we have a meal we'll try and do a variant of it for him it's often not the same but I'm just kind of we're getting there and I think especially like like we're saying with weaning there's so many different stages so you kind of go from the purees to like introducing more solids and like things you can hold to then you're suddenly you're up to three meals a day and I think that at that point for us especially was where mama made was a lifesaver because you know it's one thing in the morning preparing a little breakfast and breakfast for us isn't really a super tricky time because we do things like porridge we do like steamed fruit or sometimes we'll have like a pureed fruit even if that's my pouch which will mix in some porridge or weetabix or toast um and then at dinner we can kind of you know we steam lots of things we do pasta we do the, the kind of things that we'll have and I think lunchtime was this kind of real no man's land for us where we were like, oh my goodness, I have to be creative again at lunchtime. And I just, I, I kind of felt for a while, I went from like breakfast time, settling him down for a nap, him waking up, playing with him. And then it was lunchtime. And I was like, how am I supposed to have cooked like, like you were saying, like a pinwheel or some fresh muffins in time for lunch because I haven't even got dressed. And it's kind of like everything rolls around so quickly that suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, I, I, I literally haven't even thought about it. So discovering Mama Made at that point for us was just a lifesaver because I was like, oh my goodness, I can put something in the microwave or the oven or however, and he's got another nice meal. <laughs> and I, I kind of I don't feel like I've cheated I don't feel completely terrible and then I feel like I've I've really like smashed it <laughs> oh, um, oh no I just it, that I think for us that was the real like big gap in our day because we were just being like oh maybe we'll give him some toast or maybe we'll I, I don't know and then suddenly you kind of you're just scraping the barrel because I think my lunches especially are not exciting um like I'm I'm you know a Heinz tomato soup person or you know a cheese sandwich and just different things that at the time we couldn't give him um I mean I've not given him Heinz tomato soup yet but I'm sure it will come it was just that panic that I was like I'm not being creative enough and we have so many cookbooks like baby cookbooks that you know you buy as you hit this stage and they have all these gorgeous ideas and then part of me was like hang on when am I doing this like uh like what time have I got like especially if you're working even if you're not working like you're spending so much time kind of playing with your children or simulating them or taking them to classes or baby play dates or you're kind of thinking oh my god when have I got when am I able to do this or doing washing or just there's the list goes on and on and on so I feel like I've gone totally off the question here you were talking about the weaning journey and I've literally given you a story of um Arlo's food life no um, I, I love hearing it and I think what I love hearing really the most is kind of those times when you've kind of spoken to yourself and kind of pulled yourself back from what might have been a sort of unhelpful thought let's say or like something yeah. that just sort of yeah isn't serving you really and I, I guess what advice might you have for somebody who's not finding it as easy or maybe you're making it seem you know easier than it sounds of sort of pulling yourself back really easy to kind of see what everybody else is doing and feel that yeah. pressure to do it right and to have that sort of perfect meal time three times a day and the snack you know and everything quite right and I'm I'm seeing it now even for example like so my son Arthur is just a month 
older than Arlo and, and he happens to be walking and I have friends with babies the same age who I can see their own sort of eyes get a bit insecure when they find out he's walking as if it's some like yeah. race to the finish as if it's not you know every baby different and yeah sort of how do you recommend people pull themselves back from I guess like the brink if they feel themselves kind of going off that let's continue the metaphor off that cliff of of insecurity and, and comparison I mean I kind of I mean I'm exactly the same um as and I think we all have insecurities or comparisons when it comes to children it's it's so hard not to because I think like I really like I don't I never want to compare but I feel like even at the moment the other day I was saying to my husband I was like I felt like a pang of guilt for not putting Arlo in nursery yet because we both work at home we've got like we're very lucky we have family close by and we can kind of work it out at the moment but then I was like oh my god am I stopping him from socializing and all these other things and there's I feel like no matter what where you are in parenting or no matter how you're doing it there's always going to be that guilt there's always going to be the comparison like I guess there, there there might be parents whose children are in nursery who will be looking at parents who could be at home with their children thinking oh I wish I could be like it it you know everyone is feeling it and I think I try to remind myself that I'm the best mum for Arlo like we're all the best parents for our children and we're all doing the best we can in the situation that we're in and you know if you're having one of those days which has been really difficult and you know you, you you're not dressed the washing is coming out of your ears the house is a tip you are doing the best you can do in that day and whether that means popping something in the microwave using a pouch doing whatever like you've done it you know and I think it's trying to remember that and I think yeah like you say I think one thing I've learned especially from having a really generous Instagram community is whenever I've spoken about different parenting worries or points in parenting that I've come to I'm like a bit of a fork in the road every response I have is so different is so varied which just reminds me that everyone's journey is so different and I find so much comfort in that because you know Arlo's one tomorrow he's he's barely got two teeth they're still coming up and for a while I was like oh my god he's got no teeth like well some kids have got like 12 teeth at this point or maybe not 12 teeth but like you know I was like oh god and that didn't really bother me until I was you know worrying about other children which I really shouldn't do and it kind of just reminded and like some people like oh my kid didn't get their first teeth until they were 14 months and I just think everyone does it at their every child does things at their own pace whether that's weaning whether that's walking whether that's getting their teeth whether that's growing a full head of hair like everything will come when it's ready and I think that's something I just try and always remind myself you know it's like anything in life like we're all we'll all get to the point we'll get to when we're ready to get there and I just think like that's all you can do and all you can do is your best and it's it's very hard because social media does make it so easy to look go every other parent is doing but every other parent is possibly comparing as well so we can just all keep on looking at each other until we're all blue in the face but it doesn't change much but I just think so often there's like mums in my NCT group I'll look at and I'll be like oh my god they're all smashing it and I feel really like all over the shop and I'm sure they're looking at people thinking they're smashed and it's just I mean as well like obviously social media is such a highlight reel like you're only seeing often the times where someone has prepared a really great meal or a really cool recipe but you don't always see the days that people have gone oh okay like I, oh, I'm really disorganized and I haven't got anything in the fridge and oh god I need to run to the co-op and just get some broccoli so I can throw it in the steamer or something because I'm just not with it 
and even then to be saying that out loud I'm like oh steaming broccoli that is on it um so it's it's all so relative it's all so relative and I just think like parenting is hard work and it's it's a full-time job and I think if you're doing it you're doing a great job and I just really try and remind myself of that and I think if you are in a real dip or a real slump it's just and it's so worth talking to people around you about how you're feeling because like so often people just want to help you out talk to other parents talk to like your family or those closest to you and just say how you're feeling because they will be there to just go you are doing a great job because you will be doing a great job even if you don't feel like you are and I think it's about having that wider context like you can compare yourself until the cows come home but the people around you who know you the best will be able to tell you that actually what is most important is the job you're doing which no one else can do and you're doing amazingly I love that no I really I think that's just so spot on like it doesn't ever go away um weaning is like one episode of yeah (laughs) one episode of being an insecure parent and I yeah I see it now even Liba being at school you know I'm not there at every pickup and every other mother seems so put together in the morning and I'm always, you know, my car is filthy and has, you know, food in it from who knows how long ago and their cars are pristine. You know, there's always a source of yeah, insecurity oh no matter who you are and what you're doing. But look at you. Um, and... Your mama made Sophie. Oh my God, you're like... <laughs> you run an incredible business I bet some people are like oh my god like she's running a business and parenting what how does she do it if they only saw the state of my car (laughs) they'd be um, like she got in the car she she uses the car (laughs) and I think also what you said you know it's remembering that everybody's feeling the same way and I have definitely found that the people who are sort of most vocal about doing things quote unquote, right way are actually usually the people who are looking the most for someone to say, like, you're doing a great job. It's like everyone wants to get that feedback. And it's hard to get that feedback when you're a mom. It's hard to know that you're doing things right and you're doing a good job. And sometimes that is just what people need to hear. Um, I mean, to some extent, I guess you have to get comfortable with not hearing it. But I think it's also okay to look at a friend who's maybe you know, and see that as an opportunity to say, wow, like, I think you're amazing for doing that. And it doesn't necessarily cost you anything, even though it might feel maybe difficult to say, but actually, you can make someone's day by if I just say yeah, something small. Completely. And I also think that, yeah, what might be right for one family won't necessarily be right for yours. And I do think it's always worth carrying that as well to know that, you know, what might be right for your best friend who's a parent won't necessarily work for your family and that's not a bad thing that's just parenting and that's children and that's you know everyone approaches things differently and I think that's another nice thing is that there are so there are so many multiple ways of the right way um but exactly like you say like actually I think telling people they're doing a great job when you observe it is the most amazing thing and yeah like you said it costs nothing it really doesn't and I think when you're in a bit of a slump it can be difficult to kind of you know look at someone else doing a great job and go hey you're really smashing it but it won't make you feel any worse it really won't (laughs) and sometimes it actually helps you feel a bit better because then you sort of strike up a different kind of rapport with the other person and and exactly and you don't feel like you're competing because I think yeah like you say like there isn't like a finish line for like babies that you know are eating a full spectrum of foods and have full like all their teeth and are running by the time they're 14 months it's kind of very gradual and there isn't like a certain cutoff point so it's actually 
quite cool to be like, hey, we're not in competition and actually you're smashing it and I really admire the way you're doing things. I love that. That feels like such a good line to end on. Um, <laughs> I've, yeah, I've just loved speaking to you. I think anybody who's been listening in who doesn't know you already will just appreciate how calming you are, how lovely you are and your content on socials um, in particular. Yeah, they give the same vibe. It just feels like such a lovely oh, kind of escape to, to be in your world. So um, oh, where you. can where can people follow you if they're not already? Oh, so if, if you're not already following me, you can follow me on Instagram, um, which is at Liv Purvis. And I write a blog as well, which is called What Olivia Did. So that's www.whatolivia.did.com. And as Sophie kindly um, mentioned at the beginning, I also run a separate platform called the Insecure Girls Club which has an Instagram account, which is at the Insecure Girls Club, and also a website, which has lots of contributions from brilliant women talking about everything um, from, I mean, everything, <laughs> like friendships, love, relationships, work, parenting, just the lot. So they are the main places you can find me. You can also find me down by my washing machine 24-7, because that is the only place I ever seem to be at the moment. But yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again, Liv. I know you've got a lot on your plate um, just from that that little introduction. And yeah, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to have a chat. It's just been so great to hear your perspective on things. And I, I think it's just a great reminder to just focus on ourselves and yeah, not worry about what other people are doing. So Aww. thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's been such a lovely chat and I feel, um, I feel like I can take on lunchtime now successfully. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us today that's it for this episode of the mama made podcast we'll be back soon with even more episodes about parenting in the modern world about weaning about anything you guys want to hear about so please send us your questions send us your comments send us your parenting wins and of course be sure to follow us at hello mama made you can follow me at sophie m barron and you can follow Liv purvis at Liv purvis so just remember that we're always here for you we've been where you are we are where you are and we're here to share the load and share the love.